we keep talking about money and one thing that keeps coming up in my house is um, inflation. Um, I, I did some groceries this week and was it this week or last week? I don't know, but recent enough to where um, I bought something and I'm like, yo, that's kind of expensive. Like everything's going up. Um, I don't get it to be quite honest with you. As I said before, it's a lot of artificial inflation. I sent a link to uh, how the Canadians are dealing with that problem. Uh, they brought the skulls. I know, right? They brought the, the CEOs of the top three grocers in Canada to their, I guess, House of Commons. Um, I was going to do like the whole translation. House of Commons are House of Representatives, but I decided not to do that. And a lot of it is, I, I still believe it's artificial inflation, and that's sad. Aside from that, uh, money's still an issue. And I, and I think that one of the reasons why money's an issue with people is because they don't really, they, a budget's a bad word, basically. Okay. It's kind of like uh, a diet. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's a bad word. Um, I think it's more of a, like a check on where you are financially. So, um, doing that frequently is, is a good practice. So any thoughts, questions on that thoughts? Uh, no, mostly because I would agree that I think a lot of people, they kind of view budget as a bad word, right? They feel like it's ultimately restrictive in that it's going to prevent you from buying the things that you really want to buy. Um, that it's something you have to manage on a constant basis. Um, I mean, I'm speaking from my own personal kind of experience. So, so as you say that, how do you feel when you like, um, for me, I think of, you know, back in the day when I was, especially when I was a carpenter, I got paid in cash, right? Uh, my routine was to get my paycheck, although it was cash. And then later on, it became a check. I would go by the bank, pick my son up. I only had one son at the time. So, uh, the, and go to McDonald's and we'd go to the play place. And, you know, that was our routine. Yeah. Uh, then when it came to paying bills, it was like something that, my son's mom and I would do like, like after, you know, we got home, she was typically either at work or at school and we would kind of talk about it. A checkbook was, you had to balance a checkbook. Number one, there, everything wasn't like debit cards are just being really introduced. So it wasn't, um, not everybody had a debit card. Number one, number two, not every place accepted a debit card or, or so, Maybe that made it easier. I don't know. Uh, but the the thing I did notice is that I am not the spender. I've never, like I, I haven't on my second marriage now, I've never, I've never married somebody that's like conservative with the, the cash. My, uh, my, even my wife now is the spender. I am not, but I'm very cognizant of like where, what money we have, where is it going, and what are we going to do with it? So those are my thoughts. So I'm not really – the frustration I have is that I'm not the spender. So I have to kind of – I feel like I'm policing or just trying to keep a tap, but not in an uh, overbearing way. But 
I don't want any surprises, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's just like in, I mean, we've talked about this, right? Like that your personal finances are basically like you're running your own business, right? Like right. your household is your business. And in any functional organization, there's a person who's ultimately responsible for the accounting, right? Right. Whether that's somebody that you pay outside of the organization or somebody that you have inside, um, there's somebody who is kind of monitoring that on a regular basis. And I think that, that the same applies within the household that, you know, not that you can't have two people who are able or capable of and interested in, right, like managing the finance. To be fair, I think the keyword is interested. I think both people are capable. Right. Maybe you're just not interested in doing Although it. Although I would say that interest may be a function of capability, <laughs> right? Or vice versa, that capability right. may be a function of interest because I believe that I am capable of managing my finances, but I'm not interested in doing it. <laughs> and so that ultimately is what leads me to getting in trouble over and over again. And, you know, for me, uh, as we've documented a couple of different times on this show now, um, I think a lot of it ultimately stems from, in some part, feeling like I'm starting from a deep hole, right? Hmm. Whether it's a lack of understanding of how best to go about this, it's a lack of tools or a tool that I feel is actually helpful in uh, allowing me to manage my finances. Um, it's not that I don't understand, right? Or that I don't understand the importance of it. It's just never managed to like crack my top five in terms of things <laughs> I want to spend my time doing or even things that like I feel like I should or need to spend my time doing. For some reason, I've kind of convinced myself that I'll figure it out, right? Like whenever I get that bill and it's like, uh, how am I going to pay for that? I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out. Like that's right. And that's a horrible place to be in. That's you eventually get to a point where you get that bill and you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to figure right. this out. Like, there is no figuring this out. I and I, I think that's that's a uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't know. Um, I, I will say that there have been times where, and just because of my career, I didn't have the time, the quote unquote time. But it's a matter of, for me, it's like, all right, uh, how can I make this easier? And there's two things I'm trying to accomplish. One, to the first and most important thing is to communicate where we are with, like, to my wife. Uh, the second thing is, like, to make sure there's no surprises. Like, I, I just don't want the surprise of, like, oh, man, we're, we're low on cash. And that, that's just really uncomfortable. And that brings its own level of, of anxiety. So my priority is to, how do I, if I know that one of the biggest strifes and, and problems in marriage is, is money, how do I kind to, you know, how do I alleviate that? The second thing is how do I eliminate surprises? I sent a link and hopefully we can put a link to this uh, YouTuber that she was a, um, a financial influencer on YouTube and Gosh, I just need to look up her. Can, let's see. What's her name? I'm going to look it up. Uh, YouTube. Gosh. So I just opened up another tab and going to look at my history real quick. 
hopefully this doesn't mess up the screen sharing. That won't let me do that, but. Um, and I'm trying to prevent you from having to block all of my personal information because I have it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing that. Gosh, it's, uh, what's her name? She's very, uh, she was a YouTube influencer for finances for a long time. And I, I she just kind of showed up in my feed one day and I was like, all right, what is she talking about? And she was talking about some of the falsehoods people mention. Oh, her name is Camille uh, Colazzo. Because uh, I could not find it. <laughs> yeah. Searching through our group text and everything. And one of the one of the videos that she did, and I think I sent it, is why I'm no longer making frugal living content and removed all my content from YouTube. Mm -hmm. So she basically stripped down her YouTube channel, and I'm a uh, I'm a fan of her honesty. I, I haven't watched all of her content. Well, there's I, I could probably easily do it because she's starting from scratch. But I agree with what she's saying. Some of the things that we look at with our finances as individuals in this day and age are misleading. They are uh, they are just ridden with misinformation, and it's it, that can lead to disappointment. Uh, if I think back to this our synchrony bank episode, like the way I look at money is different from especially. You know, to right of the line or to a lot of other people because I look at it differently. It's like, yeah, there, there are things you can do. There's, there's probably better ways there are not better ways, but there's probably more uh, practical ways to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. To be fair. A lot of that is because you don't understand the time value of money. So. Yeah. Um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's an inside we're, joke. Yeah, we're going to put a link. Every episode of the Chris and Andre <laughs> show. No, actually, just watch the second Synchrony video, uh, Synchrony Bank video. And uh, I'm pretty sure we explained that thoroughly. In that yeah. Video. And in uh, what will most likely be our most recent episode here, where Chris shares his personal financial struggles with BMO Harris Bank. So, the, who really doesn't understand the time value of money? I, this so. Guy. This guy right here. <laughs> I'll gladly pay you fifty dollars Tuesday for a fifty cent hamburger today. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> wow, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I love, I, lo I love that reference. That, that was actually the, yeah, that's that's a clip. Um, <laughs> one of the tools that we've talked about uh, a couple of times, or, or it's come about in our episodes, is you need a budget. I think it's great if you're married, basically. I could need a budget. Yeah. <laughs> um, more, more commonly known as YNAB. Um, I will say this. I'm not, we're not getting paid to do this. I'm doing this because it's a tool that helps me to accomplish objective number one. Objective number one for me is to make sure my wife and I are on the same page when it comes to finances, period. Um, I can do the same thing and we'll do a video about this in uh, GNU cash. So if I was single, I would probably use GNU cash. And the reason I would do it is because I could actually keep all of my business information in the same program and it'd be a super easy or it would be easier for me to do my taxes. At the end of the year. Would you say it'd be barely an inconvenience? Barely, barely. Wow. 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 <laughs> so, um, so you'll see on the screen, uh, we've got a new cash here. 
And I'm sorry, oh we have, gosh. oh my gosh, uh, we have, uh, you, you need a budget up on the screen. Um, so one of the things, I don't want to, I'm not trying to sell a product. So I, I want to kind of get that out of the way. So yeah, there, this isn't our product. We're not getting paid for it. It's just yeah. as I think you kind of stated earlier, like these are things we literally legitimately believe in. Like products that this is a product that Andre uses on a regular basis uh, to help manage his finances. I love it so much that I have paid for two of my children to have a, a year subscription. And yet you have yet to offer to pay for mine. Because you're a grown ass man. <laughs> so uh, I, I use it very, very. Uh, and one of my family members, I paid for uh, like, I, I don't know, or maybe I, I use a link at the bottom, pay it forward. But I think actually you too. So I did do that. I did say, hey, yeah. Give me the 30 days, like free trial. Or no, you actually got two months. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it expired and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I also struggled mightily to get it organized. Okay. <laughs> but that's because so, I like to move money around. It's like find the red queen, you know, like, I hate transferring money. Uh, that's one reason why I, uh, I use credit cards in a very hesitant like manner. Like I really do. I just hate transferring money. I hate paying bills. And I'm like, when I say like, Time value of money for me is like time frustration, <laughs> like value of yeah. money. Like I hate doing because I forget or whatever. And I want it to be as simple as possible because I do believe two things about human nature. We're selfish and we're lazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't try to run. More so than others. <laughs> so I, I know that I will forget to, um, I'll forget to transfer money. So I, I, I want to automate as much as I can not think about it. If I incur debt, I want to do it in a way that makes sense and I can sleep at night. Um, but anyway, the setup or the layout of you need a budget and is, is fairly simple. The reason why the budget is at the top is actually because you're, you're spending money based off of your budget not based off of your checking account. Um, one of the, the conversations that my wife and I frequently have is like, because our checking account has more money of, like available than what's in the budget, basically. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have 8,000. As, as it should be, if you're doing it correctly. <laughs> right. You, you've got 8,000, your balance says $8,000. Well, typically people that don't try to manage their finances um, in, in some type of manner to reach an objective, they're going to spend eight thousand dollars. Going to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, eight thousand dollars in nickels. Um, so what I've done is I set up a just a basic, you know, a default everything, blah blah blah. And I'm going to try to walk people through. If you think back to our uh, recession-proof episode, where I said, "Hey, get off the, you know, give yourself some runway." get your, try to get things close to zero, then I would start and I would graduate into a tool like you need a budget because sometimes it's, it's very difficult to try. Let's say, for example, you're behind in all your bills. 
your goal should be just to get to, get things to zero. So that way the money that you're spending is for things that are current, not to pay off like BS or like late fees and uh, a balance. And stuff like that. Yeah. So I base, you know, with this basic layout, so you have the budget is the first thing. And then you'll see here where my cursor is floating at is the budget accounts. These accounts are going to be the funds or the cash that are going to give you money here, all money assigned. So I did a couple things with the, those accounts. There's a checking account, a savings account, and a rainy day funds account. And I'll set up a credit card account a little bit later. But the checking account, let's say you're single. It's just you and you, right? Or even if you're not single, like it, if you're with somebody else, and you're sharing your finances. Let me just start a little rant. If you're married and you have separate accounts and they're like legit separate, separate, that's weird. <laughs> like, I just, I just think that's super weird. Like you pay for this. I pay for like, that's, that's weird for me. Like that's going to eventually, like, in my opinion, that could lead to some problems. Um, we have separate accounts, but therefore our, our play money, right. Mm-hmm. Where they're not our, yeah, our monopoly money. They're not in our budget there. I don't look at them in uh YNAB. I, they're just, we put money in them every month and they're, their discretionary funds of however you want to use them. So, um, you know, for just food for thought. So checking savings and what I call rainy day funds. So if you go through the, the, the YNAB methodology, think about Christmas, Chris, Christmas happens every year, same time. That's where I don't like to put in savings and then transfer it back to checking account. We actually have an account where we basically, uh, we set aside that money there and just, so I don't have to transfer it basically. Um, and we spend money out of those accounts. So that way it's like Christmas is funded or a vacation is funded. So when we go on vacation, we use that accounts like debit card, basically. This also reinforces why I'm not so uh, prone to use credit cards because I have cash to pay for things. Right. So, you know, just does that give a little bit of context? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. So we have the reports and yeah, they're, they're, they, they're, they're nice to have. You have your typical reports, your spending reports based on categories. So we have nothing set up here. Your net worth report report. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we owe nothing. We, owe, <laughs> we're at zero baby. Uh, and also your income versus expenses. And this is like your personal P and L. Most companies, you have a profit at, or profit after controllables or a profit and loss statement or something of that nature. So if you brought in all this money, you spent this, what do you have left over? That's your profit. If your company's always at negative, something's obviously wrong. Stop. You're probably running a restaurant within the first five years of opening. Yeah, you should have just yeah, <laughs> you should have stayed away from the restaurant. <laughs> And then of course you have all accounts where it's, it's like a register. If you're, if you know what double entry accounting is, that's, it's kind of that type of ledger where it's got everything, everything that's doing whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. So let's go back to the, the meat and potatoes, all money assigned. So when you get paid, when you make money, that should be like, when you make money, the first thing you should do is tell that money where it's going to go. 
I, I have a strong feeling most people don't do that. They get a paycheck. Uh, then if it's Friday, man, they're going out to the club. If you People get paid and businesses count on you actually spending more money than you want to spend. Um, they, if you look at how retail does their inventory, how they do their stocking, they're anticipating you going to spend that cash. Um, my wife went to the to the bank last week and to get some cash out and the bank ran out of money because people got their tax refund checks and they withdrew money. So the bank literally ran out of money. They didn't have enough money to give her. And I was, I was when she called me, I was like, what? <laughs> Are you, were she banking with SVB or signature? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, credit union but i was like are you, you you're kidding me right she's like no they really just said we don't have enough money i'm like okay so just hit the atm up like <laughs> so we we're able to like you know uh maneuver through AT like it was like playing pac-man trying to find atms to get cash out so uh when you get that money like whether it's a, a refund which i don't typically get a refund refund check or a bonus it's it's there you shouldn't you're gonna your goal should be not to spend it so the budget is in the categories here bills you know rent mortgage electric you know keep the lights on frequent groceries uh non-monthly expenses gifts you know home maintenance auto maintenance goals the vacation all all those things that you may or may not want to do and just the default categories and groupings are, they make sense. Like you don't have to like overanalyze this to make this like super complicated. Um, anyway, so let's get started. Any questions so far? No? No. All right. So let's say today, since it's uh, Thursday, starting balance is that, we're going to add a transaction. Say we get a paycheck. We get some money. Uh Andre's paycheck. Uh, I have to do the right case, or I'll, it'll drive me crazy. Yeah, it'll drive me crazy too. And I'll have my glasses on, so that as we already know. And since it's an in, inflow, so money coming in. All right, my commas there, 4625. Bam. So I have, you'll see how that number now reflects this. Mm -hmm. I've got 4625 ready to do something with. Okay. What's first? That's a question. What's hers? What's first, not hers. I, like, oh. I, I think that was like a um, Freudian slip. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, my guess would be rent mortgage if you haven't paid it yet. Right. So I'm going to say just for giggles, uh, I'm my rent or my mortgage, my rent is 1200 bucks. Pam. Okay. And my electric is, uh, I don't know how much electric it is, but hundred and just call it a hundred, hundred bucks. Okay. These little progress bars, if you have like, you know, it's going to tell you that you have enough. Let's say like it was 50, but 
Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up all the way up, all the way off of one app's back. Let me take this out while all the way off my back. So let's say I have rent doesn't make sense to do that. But I know that my electric bill on average is 75 bucks a month. And I'm going to say needed for spending, for groceries, stuff like that, where you have the ability to spend from that target, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm going to say it's 75 bucks a month, and it's due every month on the 15th. Sure, that sounds about right. Because a due date, a due date is, is a suggestion, right? Uh, according to Chris, yes. No, according to Andre, like, let's get that right. Not a due date is not like a, um, the, the it's due by, right? Not due on. Right. Um, so why nab is telling me I need to save, you know, $75 by the 15th and say is the, or whatever month it is. I'm mean, let's say I just have 30 bucks. Then it tells me, well, you need 45 bucks more, dude. Yeah. You, you got to get that right. It gives you a little indicator. Uh, but let's say I get paid and I'm just gonna be like, all right, it's, it's 75 bucks. It gives the feedback there is actually pretty good because once you get to a point where you're, uh, you're, you're just kind of rock and rolling with, with it and you're good, you've got money and you're spending your money or assigning money when you get paid the right way, preparing your budget is fairly simple. You're not, you're not going to just take out your debit card and be like, Oh, you know, I've got, you know, 40, 4250 or 4625 in the bank. You're going to say, no, I have 3350 that I can, I can spend. And you're going to hopefully get that number down to something to hopefully zero. Uh, you don't you want to get the number down to zero amount of money to spend. Yep. Ready to assign. You want to get that number down to zero. You want to make sure everything has got something to do. Right. So well, okay, but hold on. Sure. Just so I understand, what you're saying, the ready to assign. So the amount that you got from your paycheck, you yeah. want that to go completely to zero. Yep. But that's because money's going into the vacation fund, and all these other things. Right. Okay. Continue. Okay. Well, uh, what's a good water bill? I don't know. Let's say good or mine. Sure, we'll take we'll take yours. What's your water bill? <laughs> uh, a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. That's water and trash. Okay. I know my internet's eighty bucks. Yeah, I'm, mine's ninety because I got the gigabit. Oh, I got a gigabit too. Oh, who do you have it with? AT and T. Spectrum. I can't get AT and T down here. Hmm. So we we'll use yours because that'll make me feel better. Saying, "Hey, they suck." <laughs> Cell phone. Because nobody's got a phone anymore. Uh, my bill is like two fifty, I think, or two twenty-three. How much is your bill? Maybe I'm paying too much. Uh, mine's like forty bucks a month. But remember, no, that's not. Yeah, yeah, it's like trolls. That's I'm how the trolls. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the trolls are coming. Uh, I think I'm spending about, well, I know I'm spending roughly because it's really just me and my wife about 600 bucks a month in groceries. Okay. Uh, real quick. Mm -hmm. So on the electric one, uh -huh. right? 
it says funded because you created a target. Right. What happens if here's that's now let's let me back up because that's a good question. Let's say that like what I normally do is I take the average of my bill mm-hmm. and pay it. And that's my, my, yeah, that's my target. Right. There's, this is embarrassing to say. Um, I haven't technically had an electric bill since October of last year. Because you have credits on your account. Right. Because even when your electric bill is lower than what your target is, you're still paying your target. Because I know summer is going to come around and uh, for some reason, the AC is super expensive. Well, actually, I dropped it like 125 bucks. Um did you buy a new AC unit this year? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I trusted my Nest thermostat. Uh, I installed ceiling fans on my uh, upper floor, mm-hmm. and I bought a dehumidifier. So those couple of things actually probably helped me save 125 bucks a month. Nice. Um, so uh, I guess my question was going to be: Normally, you would go and do the do that, creating a target for most of the accounts, right? right? You said like, it doesn't really make sense to do it for say rent or mortgage, because you know that that's going to be consistent every month. Your water bill, you would have a target for that. Your internet, you don't need because you're going to, that's going to be consistent. Same with cell phone. But, but you could though, right? You could, you could, you and have you don't have to, right? So because like when you go to the next month, you can just carry forward the, the, the amount, right? You can actually copy that over. So you see we're in April. Um, I set targets for everything because I'm kind of OCD about that. So when I see that it's, if I take this down to zero and it's like yellow, I'm like, oh, I I need to review that. Right. Uh, It's a good indicator for me to be like, oh, I need to, you know, make sure that we're planning for a vacation. We probably may take a vacation. Uh, But some things you probably don't have to. Uh, Eating out. No, that's that, go yeah. ahead. And I think that was one thing when I went through and was doing YNAB. Um, I created a target for everything, even the things that were consistent, mm-hmm. because, like you, I was like, "Well, I want that little reminder thing, right? If right. I haven't assigned the money to it yet, I want it to tell me, hey, you need to assign.'" the money to this and to remind me how much it is, you know, once I go into a new month, okay, this is all of my expenses target wise that I'm expecting to have to pay this month. The tricky thing about YNAB is you don't do, you you do the current month. You like, I'll never do like April. I'm not trying to pre-plan April. That's weird. Um, No, I want to, once it, yes, April 1st, right? Right. Once I get like, uh, once I get into April 1st and, you know, I, some more cash comes in, every time I get money, I sit down and say, I have another, you know, $4,000. What, what am I doing with it? I never just go, well, I've got $4,000. I'm going to burn through it. Nope. I want to figure out what I'm doing with, you know, the $4,000. Um, it makes life a lot. It, it makes you responsible for what's happening as opposed to things happening to you and you're just kind of you know, reacting to them, which is not a good spot to be in, especially financially. Now eating out, I will say during our, like our renovation here, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I was spending a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think realistically, you know, if my, it's just me and my wife, you know, I may say like 
300 bucks a month. We're going to go out to eat probably, you know, a few, a couple times a month and, and call it a day. Uh, transportation. Now I'm not going to set up like vehicle loans, but you should personally, like I have a category called transportation where my car payments go into. And that way I just kind of go, you know, whatever those are separately from, uh, this particular layout, but you don't have to do that. Okay. Wait, back up. Okay. Explain that one more time. Cause I, I don't, I... there is a, uh, they have a loan. You create a separate account there. A, a separate. Your... Yeah. I see create a separate category for like, uh, cards and any debt I have because I want to kind of have, I want to take advantage of the fact that the debt reduction tool they have in here is pretty good. And, okay. uh, so I'm linked. And so if I get a line of credit or debt or mortgage or auto loan, I want to make sure that those categories are where they need to be at basically. Um, gotcha. so I can, yeah, I think I missed that part of YNAB the first time through. Yeah. You want to like it, it took the, when I really got serious about like trying to get in a better place, it took me a good six to eight hours. Just like getting all my bills together, uh, looking at all my accounts and saying, okay, this is the roadmap. This is where I'm literally at. And it, you know, if you don't do that, you're doing it half ass. And as, uh, you know, we learned from uh, Parks and Rec, Ron Swanson. Never half ass two things, whole ass one thing. For cars and vehicles, you, you definitely want to set those things up you, because you want to know if I took out a loan. How long is it going to take me to pay that off? Secondly, if you have like a surplus, if you're not going to spend all of the income that comes in, you know, I'd pay an extra, I think a couple hundred dollars extra a month on my mortgage. Like, because it just makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, down your debts makes, makes sense. Right. So extra pennies go to, you know, pay down debt or to, um, you know, give myself some breathing room or just, uh, you know, obviously pad my electric bill. <laughs> like, so I think I'll pay my first electric bill possibly in July. Uh, or maybe actually, I don't know. I need that. I need to go back and reevaluate that because, um, th this year is actually, I've got a pretty decent credit. I just got to figure out where the stop gap is, where it makes sense to, to like try to, maybe I need to readjust my average. Maybe I need to, you know, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but you know, I could skip a month of not paying my electric bill or in my case, my utilities, my true utilities are one bill. So trash, water, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, anyway, uh, any questions so far? Uh, no, other than you, we talked a little bit about transportation and you were saying that typically, you know, your auto loans and stuff like that are going to be in a separate account. So then transportation is primarily fuel. Yeah. It's pretty much gas. So, and I know I spend, uh, like, I don't know. What are you spending gas? I have no idea. Okay. Too much. I spend $260 a month in gas. So, uh, and I would assume that people probably spend that much. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I actually put gas. Remember you, Andre only puts a quarter of gas in his car. <laughs> every time I think about that, every time I put gas in my car, I'm like, how did he, did I say that wrong? 
I always feel terrible about that. Um, <laughs> so the rule of thumb for me is to, when my car gets to a quarter of a tank, I fill it up. Um, Mine, my theory, my, my philosophy on that is a lot like the trash, right? It isn't filled until it's spilled. Um, it's not empty until the light goes on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, you got to stop doing that. Um, so another thing I tried to do is look at, like, uh, I'm going to go to the next category, non-monthly, the things that happen whenever they happen. I'm like, with, um, we've talked about this a number of times, home maintenance. If it, I think... Most people replace a roof between 12 and 15 years. The last price I saw was about 15,000, I think. Yeah, it's not inexpensive. Yeah, so let's say, because, read it. But then you have to look at, you know, things like, uh, maybe you have a, uh, a service agreement for uh, pests. Maybe you have a service agreement for uh, your HVAC. Get those uh, those balances, figure out what it is, and basically like do the same thing. Need it for spending. So so let's say um, fifteen thousand. Let's say twelve thousand, just for easy math. That sounds good. Uh, so a thousand divided, and you want it, your pro, your house is five years old, so. 10 years from now, you're going to need um, 15 or $12,000, right? 12000 12, $12,000. $12, so 12000 divided by, uh, crap, I, I knew I was going to do that. 10 years. 10 years. That's uh, 10 times 12, 120. Yeah, hundred bucks a month. I don't know why I was why, why was I thinking about that? So it was I was thinking if I'm wrong, this people are going to like kill me in the comics, comments. Um, so a hundred dollars a month, right? Mm -hmm. You just basically save that, and you and you make make a little note of like uh, mm -hmm. blah, blah 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 blah. Or actually, you can do do one even better. You can set a due date of whenever that is. And you don't have to do the math, but you know, because I'm, I'm going to add other, yeah, I'm going to add other things. I'm going to add my, um, uh, any service agreements I have, you know, because I'm probably going to have to replace an HVAC in the next two years or whatever. I don't know. At least. Yeah. Um, you know, includes roof repair. I'm going to put my glasses on just for a little bit. Cause <laughs> That's starting to get embarrassing. Uh, roof repair. And HVAC service. ETC. All right. So that way, as I'm looking over this and reviewing my budget, I can say, oh, these are things that that's what makes up this amount of money. That's what makes up this hundred dollars. And you'll that's why I can spend this money on something. Else. That is not why you can spend this money on something else. <laughs> So, <laughs> but do you see how that's helpful? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I'm just. I, I know. I just want to reinforce the fact that I don't want you to do dumb shit. Like I really don't. No. 
Uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fund that just yet because I'm gonna do the same thing for auto maintenance, right? So if tires, when I buy a car, I ask how much tires are for the car. Uh, it's really bad. I look through the maintenance schedule and I kind of estimate ballpark what it's gonna cost to do each uh, interval of service. Um, I wish there was a, a easier way to say whatever the percentage is. I don't know, but figure out that number because if it's you know. If it's 150 bucks a month or whatever it is, just make sure you're planning for it. So when your car has a problem, when your car needs tires, you actually can take care of those things without using your credit card. I don't give a shit. How, I mean, I care, but I don't care if it gives you cash back rewards. I mean, it's just not right. worth it when you have the cash to pay for it. Most likely something is going to happen where you're going to end up not paying all of it off and you're going to accrue interest and then doesn't really make any sense in the long run. Right. I have a, you know, I actually do have a gifts category and we, we, for whatever reason, it's like a hundred bucks a month. Like somebody's always, no matter, there's no way getting out of that. It's just like, and yet I never get anything. (laughs) God. (sighs) I bring the jokes. Andre's got the knowledge. Chris got the joke. Yeah. Chris, the joke's funny as shit. (laughs) (laughs) So this is like a uh, Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. That's what I do. I make jokes and I don't know things. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Um, so you see that the ready to assign is, you know, it is where it is. Now, I, I just want to stress again. When you spend money, if you get the YNAB app, you're on your phone and you're out, you know, doing whatever you're going to literally enter the transaction. You're going to check that before you, like you're able to, hopefully, you know, but the idea is you would look there and not say, what's my current bank account balance. Right. One of, because you've already assigned some of that amount of money that's in the bank account to other line items that need to be paid. And God help you when you have the amount of, uh, Let's say you have your roof replacement already in your account. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you put put that in your savings account or whatever, uh, because you can at least get a, you know, a few pennies in interest. Um, the last thing you want to do is see that, you know, I've got, you know, $12,000 just hanging out and spend it. That is mm-hmm. terrible math. That's bad math all day. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Your bank balance is not the is not the indicator that you think it is, right? Now, how we do it in my house is like you know I'll do I'll put money into the rainy day funds for things like gifts or auto maintenance, bigger expenses they 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 go into savings. Now, watch what I'm going to do here. Let's say. I do those transfers. I don't need a category. I'm just going to put 500 bucks here. What is it? Uh, uh, you did inflow. Oh, yeah. That's why I need to wear my glasses. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre Powell is getting old. Is that five? That's your starting balance. God, Jesus, Lord, Henry. <laughs> Outflow. Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to correct you in public. But you're going to 
damn good job of doing it i'm gonna i'm gonna try and help you out (laughs) so you'll see how the budget doesn't change it's still 46 uh 25 right the accounts may change individual individually that also carries over to the budget because these are our budget accounts now where the money lives is irrelevant gotcha so the amount the money is ready to assign from any account right it doesn't matter which account it's in so you don't see a drop of $500 out of the ready to assign because that money still exists in the rainy day fund. Right. And as long as you're making a budget account and not a uh, tracking account or whatever, you're fine. You're golden. And you can actually, you can change the perception of how you look at the money. Like if you don't have the debit card to this account, you're great. God bless you. Right. You're, you're just, it's like envelopes. It's like that money lives somewhere else where I don't have like you have to know that you're grabbing that card to spend that money. You're doing that to yourself. Don't be mad at the universe. Be mad at Chris. But because Chris did that. Um, I'm, I'm usually mad at Chris. Well, and you should stop. Um, <laughs> question for you. Yeah. You said you hate doing transfers. Is are, is that an actual transfer? Yeah. Are you moving that money to another account? That's a literal. That is not your checking account. That is a literal. That's maybe our joint account or maybe like, okay. uh, like we spend money out of our, our, like it's actually called joint account. So our, our daily spending comes out of that. Everything else goes into our, it's literally called, the nickname is rainy day funds. We link it to our bank and that's, but we know in YNAB it's called the rainy day funds. So. Right. If you use that debit card, we had to have a conversation. It goes without saying. If you're using that account, we've talked. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of help? Yes. So, and I make sure that I only have like certain, I only have access to certain cards in my wallet. The other ones are like, you know, in a safe, under a moat, <laughs> like with a, like Andre the Giant, like, you know, defending it floating above a lot of a pit. Yeah. So you, you just can't get to that card and that's okay. Um, yeah. Question so far. Uh, no. Do you do? I said no. And then I'm going to ask a question. Uh, do you do those transfers manually every month? Or is it an automated process that's like part of your paycheck program and stuff? Because I know like my company pays through, you know, one of the big payroll management right. uh, groups. And you can, you know, put a percentage or a fixed amount of your paycheck into one account and the rest of it into another and stuff like that. So I'm just curious, like, do you leverage that type of service or is this like, nope, Andre Powell controls everything, so he's going to go in and manually do this once a month to move money over. It all depends on where you're at with your big picture. So if you're like just getting off the runway, man, yeah. you're going to have to like make notes. Like I said, it took me eight, six to eight hours to kind of get everything like a roadmap. And then for a certain amount of months, I was actually doing the transfers, you know, just until I felt comfortable with our spending behavior and habits. You knew that you'd have enough money going into... Yeah, not until you felt like you had things under control so that the amount that you were going to automate into one account was not going to impact your ability to pay everything else from the other account. So you you get off the runway, then once you make that change and you're you're good, you feel better about where you're at. 
and you can and now i i will say this the ready to assign you don't have to get it down to zero the first couple months like i, I know that's a, that's a goal right but it sure is helpful sometimes to kind of balance the budget and say yeah okay we got a little bit of cushion for error right i just like how you're like get it down to zero i'm like how do i get it up to zero? <laughs> 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 well that that's where it it's it's su- that's more an analysis of your own spending habits of what bills and debt and stuff you have outstanding and figuring out what changes you need to make in either your lifestyle or your current financial state in order to get into a better place i i can tell you for us like uh Having extra money, but being being aware of the fact that you're spending almost twelve hundred dollars a month eating out, is very annoying, right? Sure. But when your kitchen's not ready, I, like I'll be honest, I'll, yeah, I'm I mean, I'm paying for the convenience. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but and to eat. And- <laughs> You could have just, hey, neighbor, can I cook in your kitchen tonight? Because I don't want to spend $1,200 eating out this month. So, like, who the fuck are you? I've never met you. Yeah, so I'm like spending an extra $600 in net-net, right? So if I'm not spending the money in groceries, I'm spending it on, you know, food. But to see the difference, it's like, oh, that's, that's costing me $600. So i'm I'm doing it for the convenience and it's it's not wrong or right it's not bad or good it's just a matter of like i can accept where i'm at at that moment in time and do something different um sure. vacations are the same thing everything like but, but let me back up a little bit I, i've heard this argument and i i kind of agree with it i do believe the cost of living hasn't uh has exceeded what people make i i respect that i get that I'm saying, and I'm not saying like this makes you rich. Right. It does reduce the stress. It does show you opportunities of where you can um, spend less money. I'm not going to be one of these idiots that say, well, stop going to Starbucks. Fuck. If if that's the only thing I have and like that's a form of relaxation and, uh, and a peace of mind, then go to Starbucks. Well, and there's probably other places in your budget that you can make a bigger impact on right you know your financial situation than your 7 or 8 dollar latte yeah and but i but i also think that you should the reason why budget's a bad word and like these idiots and i've seen a couple of people on youtube that say the same thing and i kind of i i wouldn't target your latte i would target yeah but sell your the car that you're driving that costs you more than you can really afford that's probably you probably don't need that right um i'm the type of person that says that i really don't want to be a millionaire i just want to be able to keep the lights on and afford my lifestyle so i'm not yeah. trying to be a millionaire so like ixnay on the millionaire schnay because I'm, I'm that's not what i'm trying to do i'm trying to comfortably live and enjoy my life um and Using a tool, and this is not like a super in-depth view but of of you need a budget, but it's not hard to basically just kind of say, okay, if I have this this amount of money, what am I going to do with it? That's all I'm trying to say to people. Look, I don't care how – if you want to go to Starbucks every day, God bless you. Plan for it. Plan for it. Right. If you want to buy like – 
old eight track cassettes because you're nostalgic about it, plan for it. I mean, have at it. Weird, but no judgment. Weird. If you want to continue to build out your extensive collection of Funko Pop vinyl figures, plan for, plan for it. it. Like, and then you have to. If you need to wear a different T-shirt every week that you record your podcast. Plan for it. Expense it to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a marketing expense. But you see, these like so that's that's my perspective on it. It's like, look, I'm not. No, and that makes way more sense than like stop spending money, right? Right. Because that seems like a lot of the times that's the general idea behind a lot of that advice is it's like you're spending too much money stop spending so much money and really it's about okay analyze what it is that you're spending and look for ways that you can make some small improvements it's like, it's incremental and then it, it's a snowball effect, right right like every month that you cut back a little bit or like you find an area that you can spend a little bit less then you're building towards you know having a larger rainy day fund you're building towards being able to go on vacation and all of that and sometimes i will admit there there are times where it's like you know like my dilemma with my electric bill or my utility bill it's stupid it's like first world problems right i'm not trying to brag about it but it's like i just like the i like the i like having flexibility right um is it worth Literally, is it worth me spending an extra $130 a month? Sure it is. Just because I, I like the puzzle, right? $130 like extra that I'm spending is just kind of like, how do I get this down? You know, what can, what else can I do to optimize this? Uh, I give a lot of credit to my career at McDonald's, right? Um, it wasn't about drastic improvement. It was always about incremental improvements. Right. In McDonald's, the target is 90 seconds in drive through Insert all the memes here because that never happens. Right. And insert a picture of a, a Chick-fil-A drive through God bless. Like there's different expectations. But the reason I was so good at McDonald's was because I knew that it wasn't about hitting a home run every day. It was about incremental improvements. Right. I understood the assignment. The assignment was, how do I improve labor? How do I actually, the first thing I understood how to improve was food costs. So how do I understand where all my ketchup packets are going? How do I train my employees that, no, it's two napkins per item? How do I train people that, no, it's probably worth it to, if you're not sure about the order, to repeat the order because it does a couple things. It improves customer satisfaction, they get the right order, and I'm not wasting food. Um, so for me, those like looking at it in incremental improvements as opposed to how do I save $2,000 a month in my personal budget? That's unrealistic. But if I have the information in front of me of like, well, you're spending this, you're buying this and like, well, why? Right. That's trash. Like you buy things that you don't use. And I learned this at a younger age. I'd rather save up the money uh, to buy something really nice and something I want as opposed to, buy a bunch of things I don't want and not use them. And it's just pretty much trash. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, uh, you know, you'd rather save the money and buy a nice set of Bose noise canceling headphones. Right. Then on an impulse, decide to go to Walmart and buy the cheapest set of noise canceling headphones they have there that are just going to break 
or stop working or not be as effective or not be comfortable and ultimately lead to you kind of wasting that money because you're not going to continue to use it. It's it's a uh, yes. I like I saw a uh, a Rode microphone stand. It's $149 on Amazon. I looked it up today. I was like, I really want that. Do I need it? Nope. But do I want it? Yep. So with my play money, how do I like not spend X amount of dollars for X amount of time to where it doesn't affect other things I'm going to buy? Right? I don't need it right now. I want it. I don't need it right now. I'm just going to save up whatever it costs for me to get it and get it later. Um, but I, I really want it because it looks cool. Like it doesn't do anything different than this one. It's just, I just really want it. So, um, it's, I don't know if that's a good way of describing like how I look at like money or stuff. I, I, maybe I'm second guessing myself. I don't know. Do you have any other questions? Is this helpful? So far. Yeah. Cool. Um, hobbies and stuff like for example in my personal budget like i actually take a portion of my play money to fund the podcast so whatever i do doesn't affect my you know my other stuff and that's that's where like i'd rather invest my money i'd rather invest my money in things i actually want to do not you know just haphazardly um let's talk about credit cards because people have credit cards i'm gonna create an Unlinked account, credit card. I don't want. I don't want to give it the balance. That'll just depress me. Twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, let's let's say it's uh you, somebody owes four grand. That's I can. That's manageable. So what you're saying is that $20,000 in credit card debt is not manageable. It is. It all depends on what your salary is. Oh, there you go. But shit. Okay. Let's go back. Let's make it 20. No, I'm just, <laughs> just I'll, I'll take the challenge. So what YNAB will do is first question is <laughs> the realistic one. The last, the last option. We're not. That's what we're no, for. this is why. <laughs> I love how it even says pro tip assigning money to cover your balance leads to less debt and more try. Yeah. Like this is an option, but for the love of God, don't, like, it should be an option, but you can't actually click it. Like it's just. It should ask you like six confirmation questions. Like, are yeah, you I'm really sure like... you want to do this? And then on the last one, it's like, yeah, we're changing this back to one of these other options for you because you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> this is why you're broke. I, yeah. So uh, create a target to pay off my balance over time. Right. Okay. And it's a very reasonable thing that don't have enough to pay your entire balance. A target helps you assign what you can to pay the balance over time. All right. Let's walk through that. Um. Uh, Let's pay it. So you have options. Yeah. yeah. Even more options, right? And let's just start with the minimum balance. So 20K, I, I would assume that's probably, I don't know what, a 20, 10% normally, right? So let's say $200 yeah. a month. Actually, uh, no, it's 2000 2000 Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? What's the normal? I don't know what the normal minimum amount balance or. 
let's just say, I don't know, let's just say 10, 200 bucks a month. Right now you're currently paying 200 bucks. Okay. I don't have a rule of thumb or anything cool to say about that. It'll take you a hundred months to yeah. pay off that balance. Okay. Because you don't have $20,000 in credit card. Right. <laughs> I do have debt though. I do have debt. So what they're, what they're going to do is it's going to create a, a category for that particular credit card to cover those payments. You hit next, bada binks, we're going to go done. Bada booms. And then you have $20,000. So when you look at your budget, you're fucked. Well, not really. It's saying that if you took this cash and paid off that debt, you would have that much yes. money. So just get okay with seeing some negative things every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, where did their credit card payments? All right. So it's saying when you go to our credit card, now I would actually move because psychologically this bothers me, right? Okay. So you would move it down. Yeah. Debts right. are debts. Yeah. I, they're not like they're, bills. Yeah. They're not the most important thing in my life. And that's, that would depress the shit out of me if I saw it the first time I opened it. Every time you logged in and a credit card did it, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. So I would well, definitely not put that there. That would depress the crap out of me. Um, and let's say this month I'm, I'm going to take out the 1527 and pay 225. Okay. Okay. So what that does is if I go back over to this mamma jamma, this guy keeps not wearing his glasses. Blah, 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 blah. They added some new features to YNAB with the debt stuff. So do you need to add a transaction there? No, not yet. Or... This is, The budget is all about planning, right? Got it. Okay, okay. That's the key part. The plan, whoa. The plan is the is the roadmap. You're you're constantly every month adjusting uh, the roadmap. And that's actually a pretty good thing. Let's see. Oh man, this is All right, quick question. Go ahead. I've seen it pop up a couple of times here. Link account. Do you link any of your Oh, I do cuz I'm a nerd. Okay. I mean, and I understand we're not doing that here because this isn't your actual financial stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was So, I but I was just curious. I didn't know if you were one of those where it's like I'm going to manage all of this manually because I don't trust that shit. No, I don't. I don't like the dude. It, it does it. No, I I do. I reconcile like um so for me, I actually every two days reconcile my accounts. That's obsessive. The I was just going to say, is that how often people should be doing it? Or do you feel like I, I, once a week? If, I be, if I'm being super honest, if there are two yeah. things that influence that. One, before debit cards, you had a, a checkbook. You were writing down it. You are capturing every transaction. Uh, if you spend cash or you do an AT, I mean, those, like those actual interactions help you to be more aware of it. Uh, yes. In my career at McDonald's, I looked at P&Ls like three times a week, mm -hmm. like literally three times a week. And on the and the beginning of the month and the end of the month, the four in the month reconciliation, I mean, so I, I was probably those particular, especially the end of the month, I was constantly looking at, hey, has this thing cleared? Has this, you know, how does that affect our bottom line? Uh, 
So for me, I'm not adverse to reviewing where I'm at routinely. Okay. Um, if you own a business, how often are you looking at your books? Right. Now, where we do have challenges is entering transactions as they happen. Mm-hmm. Not both. Now, when you say we, I mean my wife. So, <laughs> so, God, I hope she doesn't watch this episode. She's like, I can't believe I did say it. Um, but that's okay. That's that's where I have to. That's where this is helpful. It helps us to communicate about where we're at. It helps us to stay. You know, we don't want to color outside the lines all the time. So that's my point. This tool is helpful for situations like mine. It prompts me, like when I look at my phone and I see a little uh, notification, there's something transactions to import or whatever. That means that, well, that's, there's things that she bought that she didn't track. And that's okay. Ish. But, <laughs> and typically there is a 98% chance that we're still within our, we don't have categories over budget, basically, or overspent. Does that kind of answer your question? Yes. All right. Um, dang it. Why, why didn't I? All right. So I was trying to show, well, I did the little doomajiggy. I think it does it with mortgages. I'm not, now I can't remember. So they added some new features to how you do the uh, long-term debt, like credit cards or whatever. Let's, I think, let's try and add in a car. I think that might be a better example. Um, First car. I even put things as far as like uh, uh, taxes for the cars and blah, blah, blah. Because, oh, there we go. That's why. Because you're, you're going to have to pay it at some point. Right. Uh, so the credit card accounts don't have an interest rate. That's that makes sense. So let's say uh, my car. We're going to call it my car. And it is a auto loan. And let's say you have... 12,000 on the balance in an interest rate of a five and a quarter for a used car. I don't know. Monthly payment, let's say 300, because that sounds about right. And we'll just make a new category. And We'll say new category group, and we'll just call it straight up debt. Okay. So when I look at my car, it gives, since there's an interest rate, it'll give the pay down. Um, One thing about credit cards, and I'm always on the fence about this, and it goes back to the the synchrony bank thing. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with those being budget accounts. Right. So I, they may be budget accounts, but I treat them as debt. Right. Because, which honestly makes way more sense to me because, like you're saying here, right, that $20,000 in credit card debt 
has an interest that's going to accrue every month, even if you're making your minimum payment, right? That balance is going to continue to accrue interest. And so it's going to take longer for you to pay it off over time. It makes, I, I agree, like ultimately, I think that makes way more sense. You know, in this case, I see why they're putting it in there because it maybe they're looking at it. I don't know. It says cleared balance. Would that be like your line of credit? But that. Well, the clear balance is your. That's not how you want. It's from your last statement, right? But it's still debt. Like you still owe that money. So let's say I spent. Exactly. uh, I use my credit card for groceries, and I spent two hundred bucks. Okay. Now it's saying you have to make a payment of 425, right? That blows my mind. So I've already, I've already committed to 225 bucks a month to pay this off. Now I have to spend, write a check for $425 to the credit card. I, and I, I get that ultimately what I think YNAB is trying to encourage you to do is pay off the monthly balance. Yeah. Or like, you know, your monthly statement balance plus whatever additional payment. Yeah, totally get that. Trying to help pay it. I don't, I don't, I see exactly. What yeah. You're I don't want to do that. I just rather, I spent $200 on a credit card and now I'm paying another two. I'm supposed to pay another $200 in addition to the payment that I was already planning to make to pay off the balance. And I had $200 in my account. Right. So, so why did you do that? You see my, you see, for the point. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not for me. It's just, I get it. I really do get it. I just, I'm like, um, but it's a game, right? Like the credit card companies are playing a game in that they're banking on people not spending more to get these bonus, you know, points or cash back, whatever it is, and then not paying off the total balance every month so that they can charge them interest. And then now it's, it's yeah, it builds and builds. And yeah. Builds. So, I, and I, I, I firmly understand it. I get it 100%. I just have a hard time with that rationale. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, it's not the time value of money. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that. I, I don't want to. I, I just don't. That's where I think that when I. It kind of reinforces my point of like we're doing different things. We have different priorities and objectives. So for me, I'd rather like I fund my company from my personal account. Well, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your kind of fundamental principles when it comes to this is to eliminate as much unnecessary debt as possible and as quickly as possible. So adding debt, even if you are planning to pay it off at the end of the month, just goes against that general principle. And that $200 that you're spending, you're not going to invest that in your savings account and then take it out at the last second and put it in <laughs> to pay your bill. Right. right. Like, and even if you did, you're earning what? Like a, a penny, penny, if that a fraction of yeah. a penny, like, come on. Yeah. An eighth of a penny is not worth it to me. Travel miles aren't, I mean, I, I'm on the fence about like uh travel points because our kids are in different States now and um, yeah. uh, not going to drive to California, but, but you know what? You can earn miles by booking directly through 
airlines and hotels and right like i have a hilton's rewards card that's what, I, um, yeah, that's what i do for business right i i have to pay for all of my stuff up front and then i submit my expense report but i get to keep all of the miles and the points and everything with the different rewards programs that i am a part yeah of. and i but at the same time i low-key don't really trust rewards programs like um because they're they're well, they all have their they're business. selling your data and that's not conspiracy honor that's like a fact um harris teeters buying their uh number two or three competitor in the Midwest, it's going to make them the largest grocery store in the country. Uh, and one of the things that helped them to make money in 2022 was selling data from rewards programs. I, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I try not. I mean, it's how often have we talked about if you're not paying for it, you're the product. You are the service. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yeah, you are the product, not what they're selling right. you. And in Harris Teeter's case, it's both. They're selling the groceries <laughs> and they're selling your data. And they're like, ooh, but you get Vic points or you can get save three cents on gas. And, and but their, 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 their response is up, but we animize it. Like, there's, I can still, like, honestly, if you gave me, three to seven data points on any individual from any of these data warehouses, I'm pretty confident I can put you in demographic and with enough effort and work and focus, I could probably, probably figure out who you are. Um, yeah. Or at least get really, 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 really close. close. Yeah. And that, that's not, I mean, John Oliver, lack of backbone, Notwithstanding, right? right? Like when a man fitting our demographic description clicked on the Ted Cruz ad, meaning that we now have his IP address and device ID, and also know that he did it on an Android phone, so we could now take steps to identify. So I, I just so anyway, my I don't want to rail on that, but I, I just think that yeah. you know there there are tools out there. This is a good tool, and there are the the YNAB community um, on Reddit is pretty helpful they actually killed their uh uh support or their their forums on their website ish they're not as good as they used to because... be well because private equity money so um ah. i think it's worth the subscription if you're married i and if you're not married i just think it, it helps you to kind of navigate uh and it, first of all, it helps you to get a roadmap. Secondly, it helps you to, to navigate that roadmap. So I typically grab my phone before I spend money or before I go into a place and say, oh, I have um, $700 left in my grocery budget. So I'm going to go spend groceries. And I'm not worried about it. Um, if I'm buying clothes, you know, I know what my clothing budget is. So I'm not worried about it. I have the cash available. Those are things that help you to get to where, what you're trying to accomplish. I'm not going to argue against the fact that the cost of living has exceeded uh, wages and salaries. That's a valid point, but are we, but that's also something we all have to live right. with, right? Like complaining about it isn't making it any different right now. You still have to figure out how to balance your finances in the current situation right. that you're in. So as much as it may not be great that that's the case, you still got to figure it out given the means that you right. have. 
And that's that's all I would encourage people to do. And I and I'm not I'm not trying to I don't have it all figured out. We have uh, uh especially during our our torturous remodel and renovation, uh we've exceeded some budget lines, right? But we're also able to cover the expenses. Um try not to take on unnecessary debt. Totally get I get it. I I I just literally experienced that. There are some things I've actually had to incur debt on to kind of finish out the project because they make sense. Got it. But I have a plan to like, although it's an obstacle, I have a plan to get back to what I was trying to accomplish beforehand. And at the same time, increase value to my home. So those, it's not perfect. And no, anybody that tells you they have a perfect system to help you, you know, uh, like do whatever, they're lying. Because. And they're going to probably rip you yeah, off. They're lying. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm all about just trying to say, no, let's, is what you're saying practical? Can people apply that? Can you duplicate it? If you can't duplicate it or, or it's not practical, people are going to fail at it. I do see the value in um, using the tools to, to accomplish those tasks and why NAV is one of the ones. So let's go back to the car example. Let's so for, Okay. Because I don't want to forget that. And there are certain, they don't have all the types of like how you can improve these things. But same thing with the car. So if, if my payment is, what did I say? 300 bucks. And, and I make yep. a payment of uh, two for my car, debt, my car. I like that. Right. Let's say 350 bucks. When I look at my car again, I just decrease yep. slightly the time that it's going to take me to pay off. So when I by two months, yeah. So when I pay off, when I have extra cash, I that's where I want to put my extra cash to. I want to try. I want to get a good picture of what's happening, and be like, yeah, I really don't want to like pay for this. Now, if I change it to three hundred, what what was it again? Three or seven months, and I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. So the extra fifty bucks is saving you a month, basically. Right. So if I compound that month, or you know, every time, yep, cars paid off quicker. Um, that's how I like to look at it. You want to click that? I'm going to click that button because it's saying there. <laughs> it wants you yeah. to. So, one time extra in March, 50 bucks. Oh, crap. Now you've done it. Oh, it tells you right there yeah. in one month. Or if I... And you saved yourself almost $11 in interest. So, if I did 200 that's you're probably going to be incre increments of a month, but you, yeah. you get the point, right? So if I say five hundred dollars, so I get I get a bonus, right? Yep. There you go. Time value of money that bitches. Nope, stop because <laughs> right of the line <laughs> is pretty cool. I like them. Was it right of the line that said that? Yeah, I think yeah. so, or, or I don't so, remember specifically. So, and I, I mean, I'm just joking. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, 
it's a nuanced conversation. We, we all have different uh, perspectives and objectives w- with what we're doing with our money, but there are tools available. So if you said to me, hey, is it worth a, a I think their su- subscription is like $100 or something like that a year. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 divided by 12. Yeah, totally. Every month it's going to save me that much time. The effort, energy, and conversations that I have with my wife is going to save me probably $70 a month, right? Uh, and if you just don't buy one Starbucks latte, Jesus Christ. you're you're already paying for it. <laughs> or what, you can do what I <laughs> you can do what I do. I actually have a category of subscriptions. Oh snap! So I actually literally have a category group called subscriptions, and everything goes into it because everything is yeah, a subscription. God, these God days. help us all, and. That's one of those things. It's like the most. I went to buy a freaking pants the other day, and they were like thirty dollars, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good deal." And like with an annual subscription, (laughs) and I'm like, "It's pants. (laughs) Why do I need a pants subscription?" So, what is their current price? Can you Google that Um, so I don't have to open another tab? Let me Google that for you. I don't. I don't even know. I just know that. I think I I get like a grandfather discount, which is kind of cool. Oh my god, because you're a grandfather. Because I'm not, and if you say that too loud, my wife will be like, "Who's having a baby?" <laughs> then I gotta, like, ooh, annual plan, eighty dollars savings, eight twenty five a month, a hundred dollars paid annually, or you could do the monthly plan for fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would. Well, well, yeah, obviously, because yeah, that's obviously. Do you want to pay eighty extra dollars? So it's how much a year? It is a hundred dollars a year. So let's say, all right, universe spending, hundred dollars yearly, year yearly, and let's say April twenty four. So I buy it this year, or whatever, right? And just right. say, okay, that's my target. And then I just have to put seven fifteen away every month. And so when that charge hits, I'm good. I'm golden. Wait, I don't understand because it says it's eight twenty five a month. Eight twenty five. Wait, so it says ninety nine dollars paid annually. Oh, okay. Eight twenty five a month, but you put a hundred dollars in. Maybe the math's wrong. And it's saying it's only seven fifteen a month. So somebody's math. Is yeah, it's not right. mine. Are there... Well, obviously, I mean, it's not YNABs either because it's, yeah. well, <laughs> it's all their math. Somebody, yeah. So at some point, <laughs> huh, that's not my problem. My 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 point being is like you buy it or even if you do the $14.99, you get, then you get to a month where you have a yeah. little bit of surplus and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay off the rest of the year, right? Or whatever it is. However you want to do that. Or you, you go ahead and buy the annual subscription at yeah. that point. Yep. Uh, and just like, all right, cool. Uh, and then you're not going to, like, I don't think about $7 or whatever it costs me a month. I don't think about it. So when. For the price of one. <laughs> That's so sad. For the price of one piece of avocado toast. Jeez. Yeah. You too can help manage somebody's finances. <laughs> Yours. I will. In the arms oh, that's. Of... I love it. Like we went, we both went to different Sarah McLachlan songs. Jeez. Gosh. So, 
All that, all that being said, <laughs> is this a better overview that's a, that's of of YNABs? Yes. Uh, honestly, like this has been very helpful because I think things that I missed the first time around was the being able to put your loans in as a separate account, right? Like, and that it goes under debt and stuff. I was just kind of, everything was going into budget and I had like just a category for that. Um, I like the fact that you can then look at that and say, okay, this is when I'm going to be able to pay it off. If I can make some extra payments, yada, yada, yada. Uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not that to be that. forceful um you like the loans yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i like the loans there was something else um okay let's say uh this month right you've assigned okay uh or, or let's do this what you have okay groceries mm -hmm. right you have six hundred dollars assigned you've spent two hundred dollars let's say you end up spending another five hundred dollars <laughs> instead of four hundred dollars can you can you add that transaction in real quick so we can take a look at what that does to the budget here sure. so you spend another like uh I spent 500 bucks on groceries because I was really, really hungry. Like more hungry than I'm, than I normally am by a lot, but I have enough groceries to get me through the rest of the month. Okay. So you're 300 hours. Uh, oh, glasses. That's your, that's your car. Oh yeah. yeah Cause yeah. we didn't have any money assigned to that. Well, I, that's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. The cover payment. Fix it. Yeah. You see how my brain just like okay. reacted to that? I'm like, oh, that's it's red, it's bad. Um, yeah, Andre, see red, bad, red, bad. <laughs> All right, green, good, yellow. Mm. So we're overspent by a hundred dollars, yep. right? But I have re money ready to assign. I can yep. do so. You would go in and up the assigned amount to cover, right? What you spent, right? Right. So I can do auto assign under funded a hundred dollars. Mm hmm. Bam. Okay. Or you can move money. Let's say, well, I could. You could take it out of one of the other yep. budgets. So it's like, when I was looking at PLs. Let's say that uh, I was going to blow labor percentage. For those that don't know. PNL is short for profit and right. loss. Profit and loss statements. I'm going to blow labor. I'm. I just know it. I'm not going to. Whoa. Oh, that. Whoa, that. How does labor feel about that? Well, they've given me consent. <laughs> so, <laughs> How does your wife feel? Uh, about she's that? not okay. With that. So I'm going to. I'm going to miss the whatever I projected for that line item. Right. Okay. I've got maintenance and repair. A maintenance and repair budget of like forty three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, so th what you're saying is that the McFlurry machine is going to continue to not work. No, that would be the shake because you're not going to. Oh, the, the shake, shake machine. machine. I thought it was. So the I have a, an option of, of calling Taylor and spending eight hundred and seventy five dollars. Mm -hmm. And or I can try to fix it myself. I, I know I can fix it. I'm just going to have to fix it that month. 
take yeah, the time. I have to take the time. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I can order the parts. I can, you know, the parts are going to cost me like 200 bucks. But you're going to save on all I'm the gonna labor. I'm going to save on the labor. Which is where they really yeah. get you. Uh, I've got uh, operating supplies where it's like, uh, well, I don't need to order that replacement widget this month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to look at my budget and say, yeah, I'm going to miss that by like 1200 bucks. Where can I get some of that back? It's the same principle. So for me, it's yeah. almost natural to say, when I look at my budget, well, I'm missing this. What opportunities do I have to make this better? At least lessen the impact. You may not fix all of it, but you're going to lessen the impact. So for example, you spend an extra $100 on groceries this month. Maybe that money then comes out of your eating out budget. Yeah. If you haven't spent it right. already. So right? I, you say, all right, well, we spent more on groceries, so we're not going to be able to go out to eat as much. Or, you know, we had to spend extra on gas because we had to make this unexpected trip. So now we're going to spend, you know, with, we're with, not going to go. So eat with out gas or... on a trip, I actually put that in entertainment. Right. So, sure. in, like, you're going to need so, this actually kind of uh, gives some more context to why I don't really worry about spending money on gas. If I'm going to visit my, if I'm going to visit you or visit my sister-in-law, you guys live way far away, right? I'm going to probably, you know, get a, a tank of gas to go there and back typically. Uh, Or I'm going to fill up basically. That's going to be an extra fill up for them. Not just a quarter of a tank. Not just, yeah, (laughs) just, (laughs) just an eighth of a tank. I'm going to fill up an extra time that month because I went, we went outside of what we normally do. I put that in, mm-hmm. into what I call entertainment. So that way I'm not penalizing or being like freaking out because like gas yeah. is like I, I spend an extra 70 bucks or 75 bucks uh, to fill up. No, I spend an extra 75 bucks in entertainment that month, not my gas budget. Right. So I, you know, you're going to shape and mold your categories based on what you, on the things you routinely do. Uh, when you got married, I, you know, I basically gifts, I was like, yeah, I'm going to spend this amount of money and, you know, they're ready to assign just kind of an, okay. And that's where that money came from. It wasn't because I didn't have the money or I was like thinking about it. It was just like, all right, whatever. But then you try to assign things realistically. I, I am okay with not getting ready to assign to zero. To be honest with you, uh, that is not a YNAB thing, and that's not a uh, envelope type budgeting thing. It's just kind of like sometimes things happen. I've spent enough time in business where it's like, now nah, you got to have a, like you know, I don't want to have an SVB moment, basically. Right. You you need a cushion. A, a little bit of a cushion. Now I do have an emergency fund, but if I right. have money that's available that doesn't have to come out of my emergency fund, I, I'm gonna right. like yeah. Is it really an emergency to buy Chris a wedding? No, no. It's, so there's sometimes where like, because let's say I'm knowing I, for example, with our uh, renovation, I knew that the kitchen was going to be out of commission. So I didn't budget mm-hmm. everything. So the months where my eating out budget was, you know, horrendous. I just put that money from ready to assign into the, into that line. item. I wasn't sure how much it was going to cost. I knew it was going to cost more. Right. So I tried to think about those things like, practically and realistically as opposed to trying to put myself in a box of, well, I can't do this because the budget says so. No, I, I don't agree with that. 
But I guess ultimately that it depends on where you are financially to begin with, right? If you if your bills and everything and everything that you have assigned is getting you down to ready to assign zero, then you are going to have to then look to pull from exactly. other budget line items in order to cover overspends and other right. areas. But I would caution anybody to think of it that way, to be honest with you. If you're looking at your budget routinely before you spend money, the things you're going to spend money on routinely are going to be like groceries, gas, and that's it. <laughs> like yeah. Everything else is extra. Going out to eat, extra. Uh, buying clothes, I hate to say it, extra. Um, mm -hmm. You just have to look at it as to, is my plan right from the beginning? And then evaluate the adjustments you had to make. Because you can plan for buying clothes. You can plan, like you really can, but it's not it's not detrimental to like the operations of your house, basically. Um, I mean, it certainly shouldn't it, be. If you're out buying clothes and not paying your bills or your mortgage, then you probably need more than a budget. Yeah, you, <laughs> you need <laughs> an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to sit you down. Chris, you don't need another funny t-shirt. Your funny t-shirts have taken over the entire closet. Christy has no room for any yeah, of her stop clothes. Stop buying t-shirts. <laughs> you, you've proved your point. You understood the assignment. I have so many t-shirts. So that that's where you that's where you want to look at it as, okay, I'm okay with having a little bit of a cushion. I, I've got like somewhat of an emergency fund. That's I, I try not to touch it. I've got a little bit of a cushion. And you can work your way out, outside of the out of the ditch, out of the hole that you dug for yourself. And it just takes right. frequently looking at it. And I, and I, I tell people, like, when I was at McDonald's, I looked at my P&Ls at a minimum three times a week. At a minimum. Like, I just had to know. So that's basically every two days like you do with yeah. this. Like, I just had to, like, I just can't go into the weekend thinking sales are great. And, you know, you have a an ice storm and you're down 22% in sales. Well, guess what's going to change? Your projection of sales affects your budget. So if, case in point, if you're projecting 19.85% in labor, that is a percentage based on sales. If your right. sales decrease, 19.85% in labor is less hours, the same, aver aver uh, same average hourly rate, but it's less hours. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do differently? Right. If that snowstorm or ice storm happens from Saturday, not just Saturday, but Sunday, which is another slow day and affects Sunday by 30 percent, well, you're just as equally screwed. And then you have to think about, well, are people going to work on Monday? If half the of the town isn't going to work on Monday, that's going to you're going to have lower sales. So you have to be proactive in how you adjust for those things. No, no different right. from your budget. So everything is it's it's relative, but you have to like just check in and see like oh we're we're good we're, <laughs> I think we're gonna be okay. But if things something dramatic changes, like well I just had to replace uh, you know I had to get a plumber to come out and do this. All right, we didn't have all the money, but we we could fund some of it. Well, that affects other things. So maybe we're not buying a new couch. I don't know, but let's put it in the credit card. Then you have to ask yourself, but why are we putting it in the credit card? So that we don't have to pay interest for six months. <laughs> yeah, no. 
but does that kind of give some no yeah that makes a ton of sense it really does and i i honestly have found this to be very helpful the way that you've kind of gone through this i hope other people find it uh useful as well and um it's honestly it's making me want to get back into ynab and to start being proactive in the way that I manage my finances because I have for a very, very long time been very reactive and it's put me in this position of not wanting to look at my finances because it's sometimes depressing. That's fair. So. I, um, so when I was with McDonald's, I was a, uh, training supervisor, training consultant. And, uh, I used to w- struggle with like why people didn't want to train. And I realized something people don't want to train because they are afraid of exposing what they don't know and, or they aren't comfortable. Um, there are two ways to get around that. Learn it, <laughs> like learn what you're uncomfortable flashes. They're, they're one of the same. Be okay with being uncomfortable and learn what you don't know. And there are times where you have to say, hey, I don't have an answer to that question, but I'll find out for you. Um, same thing with budgets, like, or just anything. Like, you won't do it because it seems like overwhelming or it feels, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Well, spend more time embracing the uncomfortable and, and, and looking for ways to overcome it as opposed to just cowering in the corner and letting things happen to you. That's just weird to me. Um, Like I I just, there are things I'm uncomfortable with and I'm, I make myself like get closer to addressing it so I can eventually address it and eventually get over it. Just like, all right, that wasn't as bad as I put it in my head, (laughs) but like, it's, it's totally normal. Uh, Budgeting, like you have two options. When it comes to understanding where you are financially, you can know or not know. Not knowing sucks. Knowing may not fix everything, but at least it gives you an opportunity to like not get punched in the back of the head. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, I mean, that's a nice thing to have, right? Like not getting punched in the back of the you head. You know, because you know, it happens. So anyway, I'm, I'm, thanks for... Um, <sighs> indulging me as I kind of, I didn't, I didn't do like, uh, I will say the people at YNAB are, I, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. They are a growing company and growth is, is something they're focused on. But I do believe the heart of the original company. And I start I use their software when it was first an Excel spreadsheet, as I said before, the heart of the company is still there. It's kind of getting clouded by the fact that they have to grow and I hope they don't uh, sell to Intuit or whatever. But I will say that as far as a tool that helps people, it's probably, it's it's fairly easy and it's, it's definitely, I do believe it's affordable for most people. Um, so it's, it's worth it. Hey guys, thanks for watching this episode. In case you ignored my previous instructions, make sure to subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. Oh, and don't forget to tickle that little like button. And if you have something to say, you can drop it in the comment down below. See you on the next one.